Welcome to the Mission 300 podcast as we journey into the realities of who our Father is and who we are to Him. Welcome back to the podcast. We are continuing around the idea of strength. And where do we start? Where are we going? How do we start uh, releasing what we have? John 8.14 says this, I know where I came from and where I am going. This is Jesus talking. It was one of the key things that gave him the ability to have this successful uh, human life and his role here on the earth. And I think it's critical to all of us that oftentimes we discover who we are, but where we are going is often a little bit uh, unsure. So how do we train? What, What do we utilize? Like if you were preparing for an event, you would know what to train for. You would know what to uh, utilize. But often we've mysticized our purpose or we've mysticized where we're going and who we are to the Father. So therefore it becomes almost this vague journey of, I don't really know. So I want to kind of bring it back into a better perspective of starting more from a child perspective of growing up with a good father good parents, and what does that look like in their development? How do we know how or what spiritual, mental, and physical gifts to utilize? And I think it's answered here. So we were designed to be image bearers. Therefore, this concept of self-discovery, in my opinion, just is not a reality. I believe self-discovery is really more of how do we create a mask to deal with the world that's around us. And this is something I've observed through mentorship and coaching and all of those things. We weren't designed to bear an image alone. We weren't designed to create an image. We are designed to reflect an image of who we really are. So one of the parts of all of this is how do we find the model or the imagery of how to handle the journey? I'm convinced you do not really know what strengths you have until you've seen them in action by the one who gave them to you. The other option is to observe someone who's effectively used them. So we, we need to see something in action. You know, if, if you take a child and they observe something, like my daughter loves ballet and, and, and dance, and she observed it, so she began preparing herself around that and putting teachers around her that would begin developing those skills. And so her strengths started coming out, but she needed to see what was possible. She needed to see what was available. John 5, 19 through 20 says this, Then Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the Father do. For whatever he does, the Son also does in like manner. And I think it's critical that when we look at the word in the Old Testament, lead, and we look in the the word in the New Testament, follow, they both really have a meaning that we've kind of lost. It means to observe, to watch, to walk with. To, to interact with. So when we, the, the disciples followed Jesus, they were watching him, they were observing. He would send them into action, then he would bring uh, it back into the right perspective for them. The same is true in the Old Testament when you hear David in one of the Psalms say, he leads me. What he's saying, he's with me, he's showing me, he's operating with me, I can observe him, I can, I can interact with him. And to some, this still seems a very far off place. It's almost more like we're told this is what we're supposed to do and then we're trying to figure it out on our own. And I really want to break that in this episode of strength. John, uh, excuse me, in John 17, 22 through 23, it says, and the glory which you gave me, I have given them 
and it was referring to anyone who would believe on him, that they may be one just as we are one in them and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one and the world may know that you've sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. Think about what his passion was, was this connection, the same relationship the, the son had with the father is the same relationship he wants to have with you, which means you're, you're a part of him, you're seeing him, you're interacting with him, you're not disconnected. Once you believe in him, you become part of that whole place. So it's no longer, I received Jesus, I'm now born again, but now he's up here, I'm down here. I have to try to manage and figure it out on my own, looking at people that may have never had a true relationship with him or just know about him, but they've not known him. Ephesians 5.1 says a really strong statement. Be imitators of God as beloved children. That is a real powerful statement, and it really can blow our mind if we think about what God is asking and what, is, what he's inviting us to. Imitate me, so observe me, know me. So how do we begin knowing him in that way that we could really discover our strengths, see who he is, and grow in that? So I want to tell you a little story. And it started, it, it begins with my two children, and it begin to answer the question that they had. So both of them are three years apart, but about the three years age, they both did something very unique, uh, unique to me, but not unique to our hearts. And he, it answered the question to my son, do I have what it takes? Which is really the answer of a beloved son. Do you believe in me? Can you see it in me? Do I have what it takes to go do this? And to the young lady, it's that heart question of, am I worth fighting for? Do you see beauty in me? Do you see, do you see it in me that you delight in me? And it brings that security. If those questions aren't answered, I've found that we will begin searching for those things through all sorts of different means if that question doesn't get answered. Because we're looking for that question to be answered. And it's part of the difference of both uh, boys and girls want to be loved. But the answer to their question is a little bit different. My son came in one day, three years old, had a, had a milk jug in his hand. And he's still in his diaper and he gets it out of the, excuse me, he gets it out of the refrigerator, comes over to me and he goes, dad, am I strong? And I'm like, man, you are strong. And you could just see the gleam on his face, the, the, the empowerment of that choice. Now, obviously he wasn't at a full strength. He's only three years old but it began infusing into him an idea because that's what he was longing for. My daughter did the same thing. One day he, she got on her princess dress and came out in the living room and started spinning around and kind of dancing. And she goes, dad, do you think I'm beautiful? I'm like, oh man, do I ever think you're beautiful? And it was this delight and you could just see this glimmer. It, it's, it's this heart cry that we get from our father. And even today, watching them, I've watched my daughter become strong in dance. I mean, she is, to me, for how much time she's put in, is a beautiful, elegant dancer. But when she dances, I see her strength. Isn't that interesting to, it's still strength, but it's a beauty that's being released in it. And she does it so classy and it, it just, it mesmerizes me. My son has taken up rock climbing and watching him put the effort and the strength and training his fingers and working on footholds. But now it's gone from 
getting up the wall to there's this grace in it. There's this smooth motion to it. There's this beauty in it. So the, the emphasis is more of the strength with beauty in his climb. With my daughter, it's more of the beauty with the strength in how she does it. And I think it's just amazing how God has designed us in those ways. But it's the answer to that question. But I'm seeing it play out in their later years of that that question that they had asked is now things that they are operating in today. So how do we begin this really revealing our strength? And I think we have to step back again as a reminder as children, not as adults, not as we're facing all these problems and and how do I get through life? I need Jesus to make it through life. What if we change that paradigm? What if God knows about what you need, so he's going to help you take care of that, but that's not where he wants to start with you. He wants to start with the relationship. Because when the relationship is formed, there's confidence, there's trust, and it frees you to bear his image and be free to go and bring your strengths as a contribution to the world around you. One day I was practicing this. I had uh, was pastoring in South Carolina, and... I sat down one day, was very frustrated, was things weren't going the way I was expecting, as often they don't, right? And I sat down and I said, God, I don't want another miracle. I don't want you just to intervene on my behalf for the sake of intervening, but have me left here having to do this again, over and over again. I want you to father me. And it was that point we began taking a different journey. And I remember we would often go down to Myrtle Beach to just get a weekend away. It was, wasn't a far drive. And we found about every, about every four or five weeks, we'd go for a weekend down at, down at the beach and just enjoy. And I remember walking on the beach one day and I said, I want to find a shark's tooth. Now, let me just tell you a little bit about Myrtle Beach. There is everyone's coming off the beach finding shark's teeth. They, it, they're everywhere. And so I thought, you know what? This doesn't really matter if I find a shark's tooth or if I don't find a shark's tooth. It's not the end of the world. It's not worth a bunch of money. None of those reasons. I just want to practice hearing your voice. Because if I can hear your voice, think about how much everything else will be different. So I began walking on the beach and I said, God, will you show me where the shark's teeth are? I'd like to find one. And I began moseying around and I went through all the white shells and I I kept imagining this shark's tooth around my friends uh, that he had a necklace when I was a kid and it's this big white shark's tooth and I always thought it was really cool. So I began looking through all the white shells and looking everywhere where there's a pile of white shells or rocks thinking I could find one of these teeth. And I think I roamed around the beach for an hour or so and I was becoming really disappointed. I found nothing nothing. I thought, God, you, you said you would talk with us. You'd be with us always. You only show up in the crisis situations or I, 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 this, this dialogue was taking place with me, with me and the father. And I remember being disappointed walking off the beach. And I remember right when I got my foot left the sand and I stepped onto the boardwalk to go back to the hotel, a thought emerged in my head next time. And it kind of settled me, but again, I was really disappointment, disappointed. I mean, like, why not this time? It doesn't matter. I'm not asking for the winning numbers to a lottery ticket. I just want to hear your voice. About five weeks go by, 
We end up going back down to Myrtle Beach. I completely forgot about this. I forgot that I was looking for a shark's tooth. I forgot about all of that stuff. And I remember we were getting ready to go back down with the kids. They were small at that point. And I got off the boardwalk and my foot hit the the sand and my thought went through my head. The shark's tooth. This time I didn't bother looking. I went and stood at the ocean. The kids are playing next to me. And I'm just looking at the beauty of the waves, thinking about God, thinking about how massive he is, thinking about the scripture verse that his love is deeper and wider than the ocean. And that's just where my thoughts were at the time. And I was just pondering that. And all of a sudden, this couple come up to my kids and offer them something. Well, being a good parent, obviously, I'm going to step over and see what's going on. And as I looked, they said, do you mind if I offer them a shark's tooth? We found them on the beach. And all of a sudden, they held out their hand. And I, the kids were kind of shy, so they didn't want it. So I said, I'll take one. And I, I picked that up, and I'm like, this is amazing. I'm standing here, and you brought me a shark's tooth. And as I looked at it, I realized why I could not find the shark's tooth. God was trying to get my attention the first time I was at the beach. The issue was... Off the coast is apparently, um, from what people have told me down there, is a, a kind of a graveyard of sharks. And their teeth are black when they float up, not white. See, my perception of what I was looking for was trying to put God's voice into a box. He couldn't help me with what I was looking for because it wasn't there. He was trying to get me to see something differently. And when I stepped away from myself and came back the second time to the beach, I could see why I couldn't find it. Now, it was pretty amazing that he brought me something. But again, if you remember my prayer of you father me, I don't want you to just do miracles. I don't want you just to do that. Now, it is important. I don't turn away help. If I'm praying for help and someone comes along to offer help, that's God still bringing that to us. But we can go deeper with that. We can take that to a different place because I want to exercise strength. That was the whole purpose of this exercise was to hear his voice. So I I stopped for a moment and was really just taken back in amazement. And I said, show me where to find this. And I just looked down and walk about three steps and there's a little pool. And floating on top of the pool was a shark's tooth. And it was an amazing experience to me. I heard his voice. I heard his direction. He was with me that whole time. And I said, how about one more? I walk about 18 feet, look down into this little black area of rocks in a pool. I found another shark's tooth. Inside, I'm exploding. He is revealing to me. I hear his voice. I can hear his direction. But he needs to often change my perspective and paradigm so I can understand even what I am asking for. I'm asking for something, and he's trying to show me what it looks like. How is it going to feel? Where to find it? Well, I was able to find it on the beach, so now we're getting the kids ready, and we're, we're getting ready to leave again, and we're heading back up to the boardwalk. And right before I get to the boardwalk, it's all sandy up there. It's, more, it's, not, the real, it's not the area where the waves are crashing. It's farther up the beach. And when I got up there, I said, you know, God, it would really bless me if you show me one more. You don't have to. I'm pretty satisfied. But if you could just show me one more. And right before I get to the, the, the step onto the boardwalk, there was a shark's tooth laying in the sand. Now, whether someone dropped it, whatever, it didn't matter. I got my third one. 
And it just confirmed in me that there was this strength that I could hear his voice. I could be directed by him. He was with me all the time, even in the things that don't matter. And what I was doing is I was practicing playing with God. And he was pulling strengths out of me, changing perspective, giving me a different view of who he was and how he operated with me. And what really stood out to me, the first time I asked, he was passionate to help me. But he had to bring some mental change so I can see differently. And it changed everything. From that point on, a whole new confidence and boldness that even in hard issues, I could hear his voice. In the fun things, I can hear his voice. And it also showed how much he wanted to be with me in everything. This strength of confidence of who I was. Now, when I go and look at issues, I look at him saying, how would you do it? How do you see it? This is what I think I need, but how are you seeing that thing that I need? And how do I go, go after it? How do I release that? How do I release the confidence in hearing your voice that will bless other people? And that has begun. And I bring all that up because we need to be affirmed. We need to be strengthened. We need to be encouraged. But oftentimes he's trying to do it, but we're not allowing him the time to change our perspective so we could hear clearly. So training strength is best done in the small things and when it doesn't matter. Because actually when it doesn't matter is when you feel his love the most. For when it does become natural, it, it becomes a natural relationship. It is the opportunity for the father-child relationship to fully develop in trust and blossom into the fruitfulness of what we are. It gives us boldness to step into new areas. It gives us boldness to test new things. It gives us boldness to go beyond where our normal perspective and our normal perceptions have held us back. It reveals a very important factor, if not the most important, is us knowing that our Father is with us. He's observing us. He's not hiding from us. He's revealing himself to us. He's revealing who we are and what we have to us and he's believing in us. His conscious presence says to our heart, he believes in us because he's in us. And this concept frees us, not just concept, that's probably not even the right word. This relationship frees us to begin seeing our father in others. We can look at them, as Jesus said, not in the appearance that we see, but who they really are drawing out of them their strengths, drawing out of them their abilities. And then we can help, just like that couple coming along the beach. God used them to give me a perspective change so I can fully hear what God was saying. And I just uh, want to leave that with you, and we're going to talk more about that in the discussion. But your strengths are what you've been given. It's, it's what you have. And the Father delights in it. And everything that's in you, he wants to reveal. And how does he do that? By revealing himself. He reveals his strengths. He reveals who he is. He reveals his abilities. Why? Because we're made in his image. It's who we come from. And it's from that, those true things that he's put in our heart to go do, those things that he's, the direction in our heart and our, our purpose starts to become revealed. So we know what to train. Now we ask deeper questions. Now we ask to be trained further. And he starts working those muscles in us that will begin to grow, mature, and become strong that we can handle 
the reason and the thing that's truly in our heart to go do. We're going to end it there today, and we will continue our discussion around the concept of strength in the next episode. But do remember this. You never know who you really are until you know who your father is. <laughs>